0: Welcome to Stretch Marks. We have another episode. I'm Sinead O'Moore. And I am Caroline Foran.
1: And this week we are talking about the toddler stretch. Quite a significant one. Tantrums.
2: How are you doing? I am good. I am good. I am good. Um, the toddler stretch, we're both in it. Mm-hmm. It is a big one. It's You've just hit the two milestone. And I feel like... The
1: night, I, I like I said this in a previous episode, I kind of thought I'd gotten away with it because he seemed to kind of go through it really intensely at like one and a half and then come out of it. And now the minute he turned two, it was like, rawr! he's he's brilliant in so many ways. But oh my God, the patience required to just move through the tantrums. I find at the end of each day, I'm like, can I have a
2: drink? I think we get a lot of support in the beginning uh there's a lot of like classes. Yes. You know, preparation experts. Um, and also like people that kind of swoop in and take care of you when you have a newborn. Um, some of it too much so that you're like, let me figure it out myself, but still, there's kinda like a world being like, Hey, and then all of a sudden it's like everybody disappears and you're like <laughs> <laughs> I I still don't know what I'm doing. And your child keeps changing and you are being met with whole new things that you're supposed to know.
1: Because I think any sane
2: person knows
1: that like a toddler play group or like going to like a sensory thing when they're toddlers would be just carnage. Like nobody would have fun. It's just easier to not go places with your toddler. Whereas when they're babies and you're doing clap handies, they're like, whoa, look at the lights and look at all the people. Whereas
2: now it would be like. It's hell for you, but they probably have great time. Yes, unless they're having a meltdown. Yeah, but then they're they're with the, they're with their peers and they judge less than the real world, the outside world. I I a meltdown amongst toddlers, they're like going, fair play, nice <laughs> <swear>. work.
1: <laughs> That's true. I do find if we go out somewhere, it's better than people coming to our house at the moment. Because right now there's a lot of ownership over the toys and I like my dinosaurs lined up this way. And I'm going to and then they have to point this way. And if you fucking as much as breathe near the dinosaurs Mm. so we had a friend call over for a play date a while ago a few weeks ago and they just had to leave like honestly it was just it was at the point where he was so upset that she was like of course you know trying to play with his toys as well that it was just we just couldn't even we couldn't have speak we couldn't have a conversation the little girl wasn't enjoying herself because she was like "Ah, what am I supposed to do and Caelan was just miserable that it was just easy. I was like, oh my God, can no one ever come over again? And then when we go to other people's houses, I i mean, maybe it's just my mind playing tricks on me, but I feel like other toddlers are way more willing to let Kaylin play with their toys than he is for them
2: to play with his. But look at a few things. Do they have siblings? Do they have loads of cousins their age? Do they have like, you know, kids on the road that they see frequently? Are they in a childminder with other kids? Like it, you kind of you have to look at the environmental stuff that's going on. like. But also, so I was like at something years ago and I remember it and somebody like was like a child psychologist and somebody, you know, they were like throwing questions out and a parent was like, how do I teach my two-year-old to share? Like, it's driving me mad. How do I teach my two-year-old to share? And the child psychologist is like, you, you don't. Can't. Yeah. You don't, like, they, they don't, like, they do not compute. Not till they're like four or something, is it? Ages away. Yeah. So... Knowing
1: knowing that is really helpful because you just stop yourself from getting annoyed. Yeah, yeah. It's more like I don't. I obviously I understand now that like he doesn't. He's not going to understand sharing, but it's the distress caused by him thinking like, oh my god, she's touching my toys. Like I I can't help him rationalise that that's okay. That you know the world isn't going to end, but he
2: thinks he's the king of his little castle.
1: Yeah, and he is because we. We, we enable that for sure at home he's the only one uh, there now he does get socialised quite a bit he's obviously he's not in a creche so it's not as much as maybe other mm. kids his age would have um, but our minder is her best friend is a minder across the road and she minds two little kids one of them's Caitlin's age and there's a little uh, four year old and they play together almost every morning and I do play dates as often as I can and um, but I've just noticed uh, since he turned two, it's like this little dragon has come out of him. And it's he's exactly how, in most cases, exactly how he should be. Um, and it's hard to remind yourself that of you know when you're tired and you're impatient and you just want them to get in the fucking high chair and eat their fucking dinner. And they won't. And, you know, they want to eat it sitting on the ground or they want to eat it sitting on the chair. And you're just trying to pick your battles and be like, do I push this and cause a tantrum or do I give in? And then he's like, great, I just have to do that again and I'll get my way. And then you're left with a child who's going to misbehave and push you. And you're like, oh, my God, I have no boundaries, but I've tried to pick my battles. And then you're just stuck in this clusterfuck.
2: All true. And what I will say as well is, like, I have a child very similar age to yours that is in a crash situation and does have a sibling at home. And all of those things still happen.
1: Oh, well, that's reassuring.
2: All of those things. Because I don't happen. want to feel
1: like it's because I didn't put him in that situation. that you know, No, that's
2: who they are. Yeah. That's who they are. Like... And every single child is different, okay. So some people might have that really frequently. Some people might have that really intensely. Some people have it less. You know what I mean? Like every single child is totally different. But for instance, like she's the one, like, like grabbing and stealing stuff off her older sister, and her mm-hmm. older sister is kind of like, "Oh, here to take it." Like, but that's who they are. That's like that's their little world right now. It's like, yeah. I see it, I want it, and you will give it to me.
1: Where I'm really struggling is the boundaries and like knowing that he's he's old enough to be able to push buttons and be like I'm going to assert myself but he's not old enough to really understand I think the boundaries that I try to create not that I've tried very hard because I just I just give in because I just I'm I, I get tired and impatient. it's not it's not his behavior that's like always it's not he's not doing anything wrong in in behaving and saying no to everything and like he's you know He's asserting himself And that's brilliant It's it's my reaction to it That is the hardest to manage mm-hmm. I find And I remember I just remember Like in pregnancy And we'll, we'll probably do An episode on pregnancy Where like I was so Physically ill That I was like If I can just not Feel like I'm going to throw up all the time I will handle anything and then it was if I can just sleep through the night I can handle anything like if I can you know if he can just communicate with me and I can know what's wrong I can handle anything and now I'm here and all of those things have come to pass and he's sleeping and he's communicating and it's still really hard like I just it's the it's the patience and I think it's the expectation of trying to put toddlers into your lifestyle and expect them to behave like adults when they
2: can't. It doesn't work. You have to facilitate
1: their world. Exactly. I suppose you've been through it so you know that it passes.
2: It does. Like, it's important to kind of take a bit of a relaxed approach to it. They are their own little superior complex situations going on right now. They exist in a really selfish space. And in some ways... That minimizes when they start like growing up and, and 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 understanding boundaries. But also the world kind of knocks it out of them pretty quickly. Mm. You know, um, some of that spirit is really important. No, and
1: he's incredibly spirited. And I we often say like, oh, it's because he's so smart and so intelligent that he knows exactly what he wants. And, you know, it's it's wonderful. He's not like a little wallflower. He's not, you know, it's brilliant to see when you have a full tank of energy and, you you know, you don't have a million other things to do, it's more like, say you wake up in the morning, okay, we go down and he's immediately like, don't want daddy, I want mommy, or don't want mommy, only want daddy, don't want to get out of the cot, want to get out of the cot, I open the blind, no mommy, Kaylin opened the blind instead and it's absolute war if I have to put the blind back down so he can put it up with me. But we haven't even left the bedroom and we've had like 10 battles, like, don't want to have the nappy changed, like, do want to have the nappy changed, Um, we'll not have the nappy change on the table, will have a change on the floor, we, at the moment will not wear clothes, hates clothes of every kind. So I'm doing all the like choices. and am like, you want to wear this T-shirt, or this T-shirt? And the choices thing definitely helps because it's not a question that you can say no with. He still does, but he has to, you know, he will he will kind of, it'll interrupt his brain and he'll go to one thing. But it's the things that you have to get done in the day that are met, met with such resistance that kind of wear out your batteries before you've even had your breakfast and then you're kind of starting the day already feeling a bit deflated um and thank god well for most people at the toddler stage they've they've got back a bit of sleep if not if not all of their sleep because you absolutely need to wake up having had a rest to be able to bring all of that energy and patience required to get through all the little hurdles in the day and of course don't get me wrong there are so many moments of joy and fun and play and the feedback you get and the affection you get is worth its weight in gold but just, it's the things, I, I think, you know, it's all well and good to say, like, you need to be just, like, chill about it. But, like, if you have to get them out the door to their minder or to their grandparents and you have to get clothes on them, like, you just have to do it. And it's, it can be absolute carnage. And I would just love, I would just love for, like, one portion of the day for him to just be, like, a smidge more agreeable. Because everything at the moment is so heightened and such a fight. um, And then it that kind of eats into the part of your... You know, what we we spoke about, like trying to be so present and mindful mm. and appreciated that it'll, it'll all go by very quick. And um, But it's this conflict of being like, I just need this day to end. But also, oh, the day ended. We won't get that day back. So as always, it's a conflict.
2: It's very, it's a very triggering time. OK, and I think there's piles of judgment that goes on because your child should behave a certain way. And if in public, you know, not be in any way looking as though they are a child, which is ridiculous. You know, I think, and I carry that all the time of like, please just behave, please just behave. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're doing the trolley shop with them and you're like, put that back, put the, the, stop screaming, put your shoes back on. Did you just throw that at a person? <laughs> you know, like there's a low, you're, you're you're going through your A to Bs in a state of survival mode of like, don't let, just please don't let anything massively humiliating happen.
1: Yeah, like you're walking on eggshells before you're anticipating the next Meltdown.
2: Yeah. But then there is the, you know, for me, OK, the perspective of time and experience or whatever. But like, I just don't take, it, it, I feel like I wear cling film to it mm. where like it can be thrown at me and I'm like, don't hear it. Don't feel it. We're on a schedule. Get your shoes on. Like we because I maybe it's because I had the structure of having to go to work, having to do the drop off at crash at a certain time to make my dart to get to work to get you know when my when my first was going through those toddler years, there's a certain amount of like this is how it's done, mm-hmm. and because I didn't and whether they're crying or not, yeah, it's happening. I yeah. didn't have time to be like, oh, do you want the blind up? Do you want the blind down? Do you want the blind <laughs> up? Do you want the blind out Do you know what, you're like, I'm picking you up. I'm changing your nappy. I'm putting you into your clothes. I'm giving you your food. You're getting into the car. You're gone. Like thinking about their needs and wants doesn't always happen because it simply can't and now second time round i'm in the same boat not necessarily because of like having to reach like a work uh, you know be at my desk at 9 kind of thing but she's an accessory to my eldest's life so what time she has to be dropped off somewhere when's her swim class when's her dance class when is her like You know, sorry, your nap was only 10 minutes today, Jew, but we have to go. Mm -hmm. And again, yeah, there's tears and there's crying and there is, you know, the day is fucked because she only had a 10 minute sleep as opposed to a two hour sleep. But like, sorry, we just had to get on with it.
1: I think I I spend so much of my energy trying to preempt the... The meltdowns because it's not, I feel like with Kaylin, it's not just a case of like, oh, I didn't want to go get my nappy on and now it's on and now I'm distracted. Like, I think it'll just kind of cascade and then he'd be like, well, I'm not having my breakfast now and I don't. Like, it's just, it can be cumulative. And I guess I'm trying to keep things smooth ish within reason so that we can get down to breakfast, get our clothes on, I can go to work, I, you know, I can hand them off to the minder, I can do what I need to do. But I, I'm carrying this anxiety around then of, almost being like walking on eggshells with him you know battling this feeling of like I need to like no Kaylin, like we're doing this now versus okay I'm saying this but he's going to lose his mind and then I'm going to be dragging him screaming around the place and and I'm going to be really stressed out so I guess it's picking your battles versus setting your boundaries and knowing which ones are worth pushing and not but also like keeping yourself regulated through all of that as well because it's really triggering like to see your baby I, I just can't Look at Kaylin like in such distress Even if it's over something so innocuous Which it always is because they're toddlers I just can't be like whatever Like I feel it so much in my body And like I've been in situations in supermarkets Where you know he'll just go off on one And he doesn't want to queue up And he's pushing a trolley away And 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 in fairness most people are really kind and supportive Like for the most part people will be like Let you cut the queue or whatever and Or they'll hold your place for you if you have to run after them but I still like just last week, even though I'm like, oh, this is normal, and you know, served me right for taking them to Tesco. Hmm. I still like sweat through my T-shirt because it is a stressful. That's why it's
2: called the mom sweats?
1: Yeah, it's still a really stressful situation, no matter what. And we, so we'd gotten through Tesco. Um, it was I was like, why? What am I doing? Like, I should have just done click and collect. But I do think it's important sometimes to take them out with you anyway, because obviously it'd be easier to just stay at home and just like cater to their every need. But I'm trying to like. I'm trying to get him used To being out in the world And doing things We came out of a, a Supermarket And then I was like Right he was like Just dead set And going to an escalator I was like right We'll go up and down the escalator Because that's what he loves doing In the Omni Domni 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 Everywhere is Every every kind of parking lot Or any any um car Parking lot Where am I from <laughs> Car park It's
2: a parking lot A parking lot
1: In a garage Somebody
2: watching Kardashians <laughs>
1: yeah, All the time and then there was a woman like throwing little bouncy balls out um, in the in the Omni, and and he was like, "Ooh, what are they?" And he wanted to hold one, and I was like, "I've no money, I've no money now. Don't be, don't be coming at me for anything." It's like, "No change." And She's like, "No, no, it's nothing." Reeled me in. Kaylin got to pick a ball. Whatever ball he picked had a number on it. It was like this is how much you can all you have to pay to do a photo shoot. Now it take us two. It'll take us two minutes. You'll get one photo, and and like I just I don't know why, but I was like, okay, come on, okay, okay, fine. I was already like sweating from my shopping experience, and then we bring him in, and he was like, But I wanted to go to the escalator. And they're like, No, up you get there. And he's like, Don't want to, don't want to. And they're like, Oh, why don't you play this? They're blowing bubbles. I'm standing beside him, they're like, No, ma'am, you have to stand there, and ma'am, you can't be in the shot. And like, the sweat is dripping down my face. And I'm like, oh how did I get into this situation? (laughs) And it was not five minutes. It took ages. And then it was like, now you have to set up for an appointment to come back and collect your photos. And yes, you only paid nine euro for the photo shoot. But if you want all the photos, it'd be like 150 euro or 200 euro. And you want to sign up for 150
2: euro for all the photos of your child screaming his head off. Yeah, and
1: then I was like, I feel like I should get one just to like, Remember not to do that again, and then it was like, um, and then we can do you know, for just a couple of euro, you can get one of them in a hearing. and I was like, Oh, sure, my granddad would like one of those. And it's like, Well, you can get three for this amount instead of discount. And I was like, Just, just let me leave. I was like, Take whatever you need and <laughs> let me leave. And then, like, he had gotten attached to something, some little kind of prop they had, and then he was like, Want to take it out? And then I was like, No, you can't. He ended up like breaking it, and then I, like, I was like, I really have to go now. I don't know how many times I said to them. I think he's had enough like I don't think he's feeling it like I need to go and they were just like yeah just one more just one more and then we'll try we'll change the lens and do a different lens and then we'll try a different background we'll try another background and I was like I hate you people but mostly I hate myself because I was already stressed and I've gotten myself into the situation and then we just left got to the escalator and I swear to god we went up and down them about 40 times just so I could like calm down and he was happy out
2: So there's a few things in that that are telling Yes go on Well like if you can't like Get yourself out of that situation and communicate to these other adults of like, no, I was, this isn't I didn't wanna, happening. Yeah, I
1: didn't want to let them
2: down. I was people pleasing. They, like, then your toddler is going to walk all over that. Like, yeah. if that's your, like, default, then, you know, and they're like, yeah, but just this and just that. Like, they're, they're literally, they are the toddler in that situation. And toddlers will take all they can get.
1: Mm hmm. Every single time. See, this is my fear that I'm creating, like, I'm going to create a monster. Like, I mean, he's an amazing child, but I'm letting him walk all over me because I'm I'm afraid to, like, go into, like, a terrible tantrum that is so hard to come back from.
2: Well, okay. so talk about that, though, because, like, I think we all hold ourselves back from worst case scenarios. So, like, worst case scenario with you talking to those adults, for me, would be like. I never see them again. I don't, like. I am just like sorry. No firm. No moving forward with life. I am very bad at that. But like you encounter, you'll encounter that forever. You I know think what I was mean?
1: taken off guard, and I was already feeling a little bit like vulnerable and weak. That I was. I don't know why. I mean, so I know there is no reason. It's so stupid, but I just I wasn't expecting it, and suddenly I was in the situation. And lesson learned.
2: So I, I think definitely the toddler stretch for me identified parts of me that were highly triggered when my toddler wasn't like right.
1: I'm sweating just <laughs> even talking about this I'm
2: actually sweating <laughs> right so I bawled my eyes out <laughs> in the last one and you're like there's just a bodily fluid oh, all over God. the place it, so it it identified in me things that were really triggering for me and then I had to like process them and figure out right well how am I going to manage myself because that's the ultimate thing like yeah we, I I think the parents have to learn how to manage themselves in the face of a toddler being a toddler.
1: I think sometimes the concern about being out in public and things happening is my anxiety is maybe less about them thinking oh that's a little boy misbehaving more so like how is that mother responding to this and yeah. how I, my, my fear is like oh I need to respond to this appropriately in front of all these people or else they'll think that I'm a bad mother or I'm letting him run amok or I'm a disaster. And that's probably where the worry comes from being in public because people are really mostly, for the most part, very kind to toddlers and, and kids and know that, that they'll be toddlers.
2: Yeah, like what he's doing like is normal. Yeah, it's really typical. Like they call them toddler tantrums. They call them the terrible twos. Like he's not the first child to come down from the sky and behave in this way. But it's the first time that you've encountered a little person that you're in charge of who's behaving this way. And you go into it with no preparation or experience, which is what we'll get to in the polls and questions. So it is really hard to know how to direct the situation when you're like, I'm supposed to be the adult. They're supposed to respect me. They're supposed to do what I say, particularly if you were a child growing up that did that. Mm -hmm. If you were a child growing up that did and and behaved exactly how your parents wanted you to, when you see a toddler not behaving in the way that you want them to, you feel this real sense of defiance. And you're like, how dare they disrespect yeah. me like this? <laughs> and how did my parents get me to behave? And therefore you don't like, you know, we don't want to obviously, you know, damage them by being like these, you know, rules mm. and 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 strict and having them afraid of us. But boundaries like they ha- also so have hard. to learn that like you can't just get your way all the time yeah
1: but I just find boundaries just so hard to put in place first of all I don't know what boundaries to put in place I don't know where to start Um, I really that's where I'm feeling the stretch right now for sure
2: I think I think it's really important as well so I know what my tantrums look like in my house yeah and I know that when they occur I can get a like I can get through my day Because either they just don't bother me anymore or I know what they are or they last 30 seconds and they bounce back and there's a cuddle a few minutes later. And therefore it's like, okay, me setting that boundary and me not like giving in to whatever they wanted didn't cause like, you know, forever doom. But I do think it's important to stress that like if somebody else's tantrum is exceptionally bigger than that, Mm Then I can completely empathise and understand why they're so afraid to do yes. something as the parent that might cause that reaction.
1: So I think there's tantrums and meltdowns. I think there's yeah. a difference, and I think the tantrums I can handle because you can understand. Like there's a purpose to a tantrum. There's an outcome, a desired yeah. outcome that the child I want this. wants. You I don't didn't get, get this. Yeah. yeah, I think and those can be fleeting and they can pass, and you can distract them and they can you know get over quite quickly. And you know it's you know there's nothing wrong with them. I think a meltdown is when they get kind of overloaded or maybe a couple of tantrums build into a meltdown where it doesn't matter if you give them what they want then or it doesn't matter if you distract them it or something. Satisfy. It doesn't satisfy. It doesn't satisfy. And he, for Kaylin, anyway, he, like there's been a few of them, thankfully they're not every day, but they are frequent at the moment where he just sort of spirals into such an upset state um, and... It takes, it's no, like, no matter what, I'm not, I'm like, I mean, I'm so aware around mental health not to be like, don't cry or, you know, don't be sad, you're fine. Like, I'm like, I know this is hard. I'm here. You know, it's okay. I love you. You. Whenever you want to cuddle, I'm here. Like, I know to do all of that. But he's not hearing me. Like, he's so lost in his emotion. And it can take, like, sometimes, like, a, a half an hour to 40 minutes of that. And that is so triggering. It is so draining. Like, when and when he does come out of it and then you have to just give all the support and cuddles and love... And your tank is just like down here after that, because it's your. But bitch. I'm sure you're frightened for him. I am frightened because, like, there's been times we had one the other day where we were driving home, and he had had a bad fall in the park, which just sort of set him off, where he got kind of more upset about it than he usually would Um, he'd cut his shorts on so he'd cut his knees and that was like well, what is this and um, he, he did, got a fright he, so he's probably yeah.
2: like I'm sure toddlers get cortisol yeah so he immediately didn't
1: want to be there anymore We, he's like wanna go wanna
2: go so yeah. we, we
1: drove over to um Barry's brother's house where his, he calls him Ganda and Gaga were gonna be in mm. there like the be all and end all at the moment um, and he was just off he, like he just he wasn't in very good form and he was I think tired from having gotten the fright and we'd put the plasters on and everything and and he just kept he kept saying like throughout the morning like had to fall in the park had to fall Mm. in the park like even when you know so he just it was obviously on his mind which I was like that's mad that he's capable of having Mm. that on his mind um and then it was time to go home and he just was like want to go in gaga ganda's car like okay well we're gonna go in mommy daddy's car and then it was like no 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 and then he just did the whole like thing you know where they arch getting into Mm. the car seat and they're like no and they fight you and everything and like I had no choice but to get him in we had to go home for his nap then he was tired as well and one thing led to another and he just we were got stuck in horrific traffic it was about 40 minutes of a drive in intense traffic with him heaving like almost to the point that I was like is he gonna pass out or get sick or am I gonna have to go to the hospital he was it was so stressful. He Like there was no amount of like just put a bit of melon on video or look at the trees and look at the cows and not that there's cows in the way home. Mm. Look look at this and that and talking to him. Just we had to. So I was driving. We had to pull over and then I had to go in the backseat with him because he wanted to hold my hand and like I held his hand. I I just got him as mindful as I possibly could to be like and look at the bus and there's two buses and what colour is that bus that blue? And eventually he kind of he simmered down and then it would just kick off again. And by the time I got out of the car he kind of his environment changed mm. and he seemed to be okay and then he was tired and thankfully I was like oh my god I hope you go to bed for me got a bottle went to bed went down fine came downstairs the two of us sat down and we were just like like I my stress response was so high sky high Um, I felt really really anxious like it was just it was horrible and I was just like I, that's not like something I can handle happening several times a day I can't just be like oh that's just toddlers being toddlers that, that was like this is another level of stress and you feel so sorry for them for being so so upset in that moment and not being able to do anything for them except just move through it so I need to try and figure out if that's like where's the line between a normal tantrum and like him mm. needing a little bit of extra support he's a very sensitive kid he really is and he, and he has been and he's been sensitive to th- things like you know sometimes like when he he started off being afraid of the beach now he loves the beach but he needs to kind of learn and he you know understand like so if he hears a helicopter he'll be like I want to see it I want to see it and he'll, he'll want me to pick him up so he can once he sees it he's like okay that makes sense or mm. he's already saying like "If he's like he makes this little noise he's like Peter Griffin and family goes in family guy he goes <laughs> and then he goes that's just a dishwasher or that's just a washing machine or that's just a helicopter so he's reassuring himself yeah. so, he's a, so he's so he's so he
2: is he's aware of threat yes And Um, the fall would have been a big threat. Yeah. And seeing blood would have been a big threat. So it all makes sense. Yeah. it was so hard. Like if you're watching it saying, you know, you the adult. Yeah. My stress responses were like on fire.
1: I'm actually just thinking about it. I feel like the last time it happened that was really bad. He had had a fall as well because he was out with his minder and she came back and we had put plasters on him. So it must have really frightened him. Yeah,
2: it's it sounds like he has he's he's concerned for like, is something going to come and harm me? Yeah. And then something did an innocent fall, but it caused pain and it caused blood. And the first time they see blood, that's scary. Mm. You know, so if it's scary for you to observe him in this way, I assume it's very scary in his brain right then. Which is
1: why it's knowing that that much fear they're experiencing, that much fear is like impossible to just be like deal with it you know
2: so which is why it's like i think as parents we kind of have to like self-assess what what degree of emotional response and tantrums are emotional responses yeah you know and sometimes it's an emotional response to the fact that you're not giving me what i want or it's an emotional response of i'm really exhausted and i'm not getting my you know physical need of sleep or food or drink you know what i mean they don't they don't know they're thirsty they just like are freaking out so like it's all communication from the moment that they're born. They cry to communicate their greatest need and it starts off with food and it works out <laughs> somewhere along the line of some sort of emotional security. And that's what I mean by there's all these classes and support in the beginning for you to kind of interpret and know how to be the parent in this. And when we reach this stage, it can you can feel really isolating of like, I don't know what to do for my child. Like, is this an actual, you know, psychological issue that I need to speak to like a child behaviorist or you know get some get some you know proper support in place because if it's if it's so extreme and you can identify the fact that it's from threat which would identify that maybe he he does carry lots of anxiety in him you know that he's afraid of things it's really hard to know as the you know just the parent at home running their life what to do next and then i have <laughs> the
1: guilt that like has he inherited all that from me because I'm an anxious person and then when it comes back to the boundaries like of course I'm afraid to put them in place in case I risk going into that level of meltdown and causing him that much distress so I end up being like I choose the easiest option of like just give him what he wants and that I know like short term helpful long term probably not Mm. I need to take a breather We have some very exciting news. We absolutely do. We are hosting a live event in Arnitz on Henry Street, which
0: you, our stretch marks listeners, are invited to. It's on Thursday, the 22nd of September at 11am. It's a gorgeous morning for mamas to come together with their babas to talk about one of our most popular episode topics the body stretch.
1: We will be joined by a member of the Arnett's personal shopping and the beauty team to answer all of your questions about how to grow our
0: body confidence in motherhood and I could certainly do with some of that. In our body stretch episode you told us that your bodies had given you the greatest gift of all time. But you also told us that your body confidence has taken a massive dip. We want to love the skin we are in, to celebrate the stretch, to love our new selves. This is not about the bounce back, it's about discovering the new essentials the quick tips and products that make us feel strong and confident again.
1: So join us in the nursery department, lower ground floor in Arnotts for a coffee, a pastry and a chat.
0: We'll be there on September 22nd from 11am with Arnotts experts in style and beauty, learning everything there is to know.
1: It's free, it's baby friendly. Don't worry if the babies cry. It's our first stretch marks event and we
0: could not be more excited. We cannot wait. There is a link to get your free ticket in the show notes or you'll find it on our Instagram page at Stretch Marks Podcast.
1: Space for this event is limited so do book yours today and we hope to see you there.
2: No doubt you are very much not alone at this level of, I hope so. um, of toddler stretch. Um, you did some polls. I did some you, polls. Let's you, get asked, them up. you asked the man. As always. We rally. We say mothers come forward. Assemble. Tell us we're normal.
1: Honestly, like Marvel need to do like mothers assemble. <gasps> I'm a big nerd right now. I'm watching. I all don't know of what them. that means. You don't know Avengers Assemble? No, like,
2: I don't do superhero.
1: Oh my god, you're made, They're so enjoyable. I'm mm. currently. I've watched all the Marvel movies, but we're currently watching them in the order of the timeline of the universe, oh the my Marvel god. universe. So enjoyable. Not that many people know that about me, actually. <laughs>
2: they know a lot about me. Okay. Meanwhile, back in Arundale, well, I'm letting it go. <laughs>
1: so I started by saying, "Trickiest age for you." and there wasn't enough you can not You can only put in three on the polls because everyone's like there's not enough options it I start- think
2: you can do four can you?
1: yeah well there still wouldn't have been enough because yeah, yeah, some people are like uh, can I say yeah. 14?
2: week 52 now yeah. is particularly
1: challenging <laughs> <laughs> so this is really split across um, it started off when when I first put it up it was very much people saying uh, 1 to 2 was hard but now it's mm. 29% 0 to 1 36% 1 to 2 and 34% 2 to 3
2: yeah, so it gets harder as they get older, <laughs> yeah, which was, which is really reassuring. You see, this all oh, you know, but then that'll pass. Yeah. It'll be easier, and that'll pass. Be easier. It is the biggest lie and the biggest, the biggest set of like expectational failure. I know that there exists. Oh yeah, but when they when we reach this, it'll be fine. It's never well, some, fine. Something get easier. Some things
1: get easier, and then more hard stuff comes. So yes, in some ways, it does get easier. What do you find hard about the toddler years? What in particular stretches you? And there was a lot of response. Just their com- incomplete lack of giving a fuck.
2: <laughs> I admire it. Sorry, I always. I was like, damn straight, why would you give a fuck? You're too. In, Live in, your best in life. In
1: response to the question of uh, what's the trickiest age for you, one woman came back and said, 40, or better, 40 <laughs> year olds. <laughs> Um, they have so much will and there is no negotiating with them. No. Tans- tantrums, the constantness of it. There is no let up. Trying to figure out what they want before they do. Tantrums and feeding. Toddler crankiness. They are so sensitive to being a bit tired or hungry and just get so cranky. The independence they want and the letting go of them for this. To be somewhere and sh- and she won't cooperate o- at all, it pushes me. Yet that is really hard because again, it's the expectation of their behaviour slotting into the mm-hmm. way we live our life. Tantrums that you're not sure exactly why. Communication so hard at this age. There's stubbornness. The screeching, not understanding how to communicate, entertaining them. That can be another stretch, just keeping them entertained through the day at that age. 6pm um, to 7.30 is so tough. The fight, every damn thing requires negotiation. And in that two to three stage age when they talk back, it's so hard. Yeah,
2: we, you need to get ready for three No I can only Hmm. I can
1: only mentally cope With where I'm at right now No Someone says potty training Not even there yet Even though he took to it very well But it's very testing sometimes Dysregulation Theirs and mine Trying to stay regulated While they're melting down Wanting to play all the time It's exhausting Uh, Toddler going against Absolutely everything Even though it's for them The actual human being How dare (laughs)
2: they The stress (laughs) All I've done for you (laughs) Um, They're so ungrateful
1: when they're babies, you're essentially just keeping them alive. Toddlers, mm-hmm. you're carving an actual human being The yeah. stress. Lack of sleep. I mean, it's if you're having the, the toddler stage and a lack of sleep, that's a particularly... Um, Potent mix Frustration and patience It's hard at toddler stage For the toddler And for the parents Like this is the thing It's really hard to be a toddler Like they're going through Like a puberty-ish mm. At two
2: yeah, So we call it three-nager Yeah As well Like when they hit, hit three It's another phase of like Thinking you're kind of like A teenager you're, you're You're trying to expand But you're still locked In your own self
1: And their brain Is going so fast And they can't keep up with it And they can't understand Like it is so hard for them Which is why most things Upset them the unexplained tantrums, 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 getting my hair pulled and slapped in the face. She was two months younger than you, Kaylin. I did have go through a phase of getting slapped in the face and getting bitten, but thank you. Yeah,
2: touch wood.
1: They're not we're not there at the moment. Hitting other kids, that would be very stressful mm. because mm. once it involves another kid, then you oh, really the are guilt. back to the guilt. And strong mindedness, tantrums and the word no. Constantly asking for snacks. That's where you're at.
2: Constantly. I can't I can't keep them fed.
1: I actually have days where I notice. That he's just had snacks and no meals. Because yes. oh, yeah. I'm just trying to keep him happy.
2: Oh, well, there is no meals. We are, we are now in a complete beige world.
1: Yeah, getting them dressed, bedtime, changing of minds, refusing to get into the car seat, refusing to get out of the car seat, wanting something, then not wanting it. So like I'll in the car on the way home, I'll be like, want to? he'll say, he sounds like a little, you remember King Julian from <laughs> uh, Madagascar? Want to get out of the car, want to get out, want to get out. And then I walk around to the car door and he goes, stay in the car.
2: And I'm like You're his bitch <laughs> Yeah I am Do you ever think he's trying He is to, like taking the piss Like, well, like he's that's, trying to My test mother
1: tells it. me all the time Which stresses me out more I'm okay. like She's like he's trying you Or he's you know I'm like I know But I'm just trying to get through the day But what they
2: do is though So something I read But like they do They want to know where the boundary is They need boundaries And they like them So they keep taking a step Yeah To find out like So where, where are we going with this Oh Can like I I'm, go here
1: I'm completely aware I've, lo- I've lost many a battle like in overall it's Caitlin one mammy zero. I'm gonna get it back though after this episode.
2: What there's two parents in this. But I'm with him more. I'm there I know, all the time. I know, I know. But and does he behave does he do does he does he do that to his dad? For instance. That whole thing of like he open does. the door, no close the door. Oh like he, you know no, the- he does,
1: he definitely saves most of it for me because I sometimes I hear Barry going into the room and pulling up the blind and I'm like, I don't hear crying. Yeah. <laughs> An absolutely different child for his minder and for his grandparents, which means... So I know it's an, an an element of partly wanting to be his most self, true self with me. Yeah. Feeling safe enough to do that, but also my mammy will, like, she'll do what I yeah. want. Yeah,
2: because it's an interesting one because I'm sure, like, if he if he had the fall, for instance, and, like, went into that state that you described, he would probably do that with anyone. Yeah. But then the more kind of like, I'm in control here... Like they save that yeah. for like the people that are the, like, well, the ones that are most likely to be the caregiver. Yes. Um, which is awesome.
1: Did you feel prepared going into it for the skilled negotiating negotiating required to live with a toddler? 18% as expected, 82% harder than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. What, what would you have said for that?
2: A lot of my job had to do with trying to negotiate with very difficult people. (laughs) If you've ever worked in the creative ad agency world, you'll realise that most of them are grown up toddlers. Um, Yeah, I, I, I probably came to it with a bit of... This is ridiculous, but we're going to talk ourselves through it. <laughs> Experience. Do you struggle with guilt because you lose patience
1: often in the toddler stretch? And I think that's like this other layer that makes the toddler stretch hard. It's not just their behaviour or their tantrums. It's you kind of punishing yourself for how you react to it sometimes or running out of steam or feeling like you should just be, you should react in the best possible way all the time. And of course, that's just so much to ask of yourself.
2: Yeah, I find I, I, I can spiral into my own rage and I don't see it coming. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing that I, especially, especially like in the pandemic when there was like no, no, nothing, nothing left for me. If that makes sense. There was nothing like filling my cup up or whatever. If I was running. Such Riesling. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, no, because I was pregnant. I was pregnant. I had my, I had two year old. I was pregnant. It was pandemic. It was a shit show. No booze. So. I would find weird moments of rage that I did not see in the distance, and all of a sudden, my whole body would just like snap, and I'd get really frightened. Actually, of like what just happened to me? Yeah, like how, uh, what is going on? And I still happens occasionally. you it could it could happen like once every six weeks or something, and all of a sudden, it's just like rah, and then I realize it's like oh yeah, I forgot to look after me again. So
1: for me, when that happens, like the other day, after we had like a couple of difficult moments for the day I I found that I just took that anger and I was just so spent I just directed it Barry which was really unfair well it's helpful (laughs) (laughs) I was like you know I don't mean this but just for fuck's sake
2: yeah
1: um, Yeah. okay so some advice the best advice you've gotten or the best things you've learnt in how to handle the toddler phase when you reach breaking point make sure she's safe walk away and reset Yeah.
2: yeah that's the thing that I've had like when the rage hits it's like just walk out of the room you know they're fine just walk out
1: I'm here when you're ready to talk. It has helped calm the situation as he has felt understood. I'm still learning. Um, don't take it personally. Toddlers and young children can't control their emotions. It's not a power play.
2: Mm. Right? I and and that person probably like they are right, but I also have seen the minor power plays, like slight bit of manipulation happening in my a house. Sli- <laughs> yeah, like you wanting another biscuit and me saying no. Yeah, is a power like that dynamic. I'm not talking about like the proper. They've lost control of their emotional responses
1: control your own emotions first now this is really yeah. good advice but it's hard to like give yourself that space to be like hang on how do i want to respond to this when you're in the thick of it because it happens like that and already your fight or flight system has been because we haven't
2: been taught it this yeah. is my whole thing it's like we're brought in to be taught all these little bits like how to bathe your baby yeah nonsense and it's like well okay i've mastered bathing my baby but could somebody tell me how to regulate my own response system to this challenging moment I'm in because that's probably going to raise them to be really good humans that also feel emotion but don't always respond to their emotions Yeah, and can regulate themselves.
1: Just sit quietly near them and let them come to you when they're ready. Make sure, yeah, Making sure they're safe because I, the thing is, like a lot of the advice saying just walk away, I can't walk away when Kaylin's like that because I'm afraid he'll like wallop his head or fall. Or, yeah, you know, I know. It's, re- it's kind of tricky.
2: Um. I might walk away like to the kettle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just face the wall yeah. for a second and just be like, This is
1: fine. Lots of people saying to just go and follow big little feelings. Yeah. Which I really have good. followed. Um it's really, really helpful. Now there are some times where I'm like I feel like no matter what you do, it's the wrong thing. You know, when it's like don't mm. don't tell your child to be careful because you're making them think the world I is unsafe know. and I'm like, Well, he's about to fall off yeah. a fucking
2: six foot wall. I think but with everything just take your own judgment on it as well Yeah, like you know there's so much advice out there we've spoken about this the amount of kind of parental advice that we kind of cling to when actually the big thing is you also have to tune in to trust yourself yeah
1: get down down to their level and be present wait for them to be ready to be cuddled once finished Mm. um Talk to them and validate their feelings. I think that's a big thing with our generation that like we didn't really have our feelings validated. We were probably Stop crying. Yeah, we were told it was silly, ridiculous, you know, come on, don't don't mm. don't cry. We were, it was minimized. Yeah. Um and I really hope that we see that later on in their life, helping them be a little bit more like emotionally adaptive. Um co regulation. Stick to your guns, it works. Hmm. every child is different there is no right way to deal with tantrums they all need different approaches again like that's just tuning into yourself and your child and what your child needs Um, let them have their time just let it all out usually ends in a few minutes just write, write it out distraction I ask a question that I know he can easily answer what colour is the sky try not to take it personally because <laughs> sometimes they can be so
2: mean to you they can and like I, I think that's that's where I live in the this isn't about me And this isn't about anything that's happening and it's not my problem to solve. It's my problem, obviously, to care for them through it. Yeah. But, you know, if she's having a meltdown because she desperately wants that knife, (laughs) she's not getting the knife. (laughs) And come what may. Yeah. He
1: actually had one of his worst meltdowns because he wanted an he wanted to pick up a knife, and we were like, no, no, no. And eventually, like, I gave him like his toy. He has like a toy knife for cutting his vegetables, like his pretend toy plastic yeah, vegetables, yeah, and I yeah. gave him that, and he was happy with that. And I was like, did I do the right thing there? Because I did still give him a
2: knife, oh. but it it worked. If we stop with everything and ask ourselves, did we do the right exactly. thing there? We'd be there yeah. all day. Um, did it stop? Yeah. Well,
1: it t- it just took the edge off, and then there we were able go. to move through it. Um. This is kind of conflicting to some people saying like, you know, like always do the choice thing. Be like, like this or that's something you should never give them the choice. You are the boss in the nicest way. Be the parent. And that's where I definitely struggle. Um,
2: I fell into the choice trap um, and I had to climb out of it. Right. okay Mainly due to, again, obviously a timeline of the day. Yeah. I don't have time to sit for 40 minutes every time to offer them a choice. Yeah. So, yeah, there became kind of. Remove the choice and even just like be all, all of a sudden they're in they're in the middle of, of doing whatever it is whatever they're, they're wearing the clothes before we've even had the conversation about the clothes yeah for instance
1: I like this whisper to them it will pass Aww. like bring your voice down and because I, I mean it can be easy in that moment to be like I certainly see other people like um, like Barry's dad in particular like as amazing as he is when when Kaylin gets upset about something his dad will be like no no Calen it's
2: grand don't mm. like
1: it's grand and like he gets up to that level of and mm. um, so like mm. bring it down bring it down bring it down um if they see you see you being calm which is i mean again easier said than done distraction 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 do all you can to care for yourself making it then easier to press pause during the testing times mm. deep breaths of pa- the time it, this will pass give them 5 minute warnings before ending something ex- for yeah, example leaving a playground really ending screen time um, and do you think like at two years old, like he's going to, that's going to go in if I say, right, well, we're going to go on the swing one more and then we're going to leave. Do you think?
2: Well, even if he doesn't get it now, he will by the time he's two and a half if you start it now. Yeah. Like it's all about getting them into a system of this is how the world works. Yeah. So not everything is ever going to work ever the first time you do it. But repetitively enough. He'll, you know, he'll start understanding that language, and then he'll anticipate what's coming next. Okay. So we still have to do it even with our five-year-old. It's like anticipating what comes next. She doesn't know, like, if I say, okay, like school, for instance, she doesn't know what starting school means. But she know, or even she doesn't even know. I'll pick you up at this time. But if I kind of anticipate it by like you're going to have your morning snack and then I'll pick you up, it's all about helping them to feel like, oh yeah, I know what's coming. Okay. Grant, because if they don't know what's coming, they feel out of control.
1: Okay. Um, I asked the question about discipline. I said, "Does it terrify you?" Speaking for a friend, Uh, there's so much conflicting advice out there, and I, for one, am afraid to fuck up my child by giving out to him. But at the same time, he is taking the absolute piss out of me with the demands and bossiness. So your thoughts on discipline mm. Um, I use a naughty step for really bad things, which is rare distraction for everything else. Uh, discipline is absolutely needed. We've gone too far as a, soci- as a mm. society where parents are now afraid to discipline their kids. Kind, but stern. I don't think you need to shout. Just be consistent and controlled. Yeah, so, consistency is key. And then they say, it says me. I haven't got a clue, but I try mm. Um, discipline. OK, as long as you are cool and haven't lost your temper, talking it through calmly is best and escalate. An escalated adult can't de-escalate a child. Agreed. I'm going to go with my gut and ignore the advice. My parents had no ghoul and I turned out okay. Very hard to discipline at two to three. That changes once they hit four to five. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind. They need to learn boundaries. Yes, I am terrified and confused. Yup, I'm so afraid of fucking up her life. Like there's a big fear here. Mm -hmm. We love
2: them deeply, but also we can't let them away with shit.
1: Yeah, it's necess- it's a necessity, otherwise they walk all over you. Time out corner for us works sometimes. I guess it depends. I don't think Caleb would understand staying in a corner. Right now he'd be like, What? He'd just walk away. Yeah, and then I hear
2: this thing of then they then they learn that they're abandoned if they yeah, do something exactly. wrong. Like it's oh the guilt, the, the, the,
1: the, the different the level of guilt yes. is just um yes, gentle parenting makes sense, but it's not always doable. Like if you're running out the door, you don't have time to be like, Okay. Like you might just be like
2: get in the car. Get in the car. Put and your I shoes on and get in and the I car. And I don't
1: think that's going to
2: scar them it, for life. I think there's a level of like, you're not damaging your child by teaching them that they have to behave a certain way. Discipline. Provided you're not like obviously harming them.
1: Yes. Um, Discipline and boundaries are good. Children need them to feel secure, like they actually help them feel more secure. No, I think discipline is a good thing. They need to know right from wrong. It's necessary to to a point, but trying to find the balance is a mindfuck. I'm absolutely terrified of it. I'm so scared to permanently impact him by being too strict. It scares me. Uh, 100% depends on the child. Exactly. It's very difficult to get the balance right. It's hard to know how much to expect when they're small. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I don't really know. I think it changes that. I don't, like, when I meet, like, other people's kids, like, I don't know where a four-year-old is at versus where a six-year-old is at. So I also don't know where Kaylin should be at in terms of how I communicate with him when, you know, he's being bold and um, we all need to find our mom voice authoritative author- authoritative is it not authoritative
2: authoritative
1: you know what i mean and loud someday you might need it to keep them safe
2: it's true like the things that we're putting into place that's what i mean by when i said there the analogy of like she des- she didn't want a knife but if she desperately desperately wanted this knife and i'm like being firm in my no yeah apply that to anything else and just keep being firm in your no Yeah. If it's not a good thing for her. I feel the exact same as you. Someone
1: else don't know where to start or what approach to take. So there's a real lack of education and understanding in how best to approach the discipline side of things and how to set boundaries. So that's something I think we need to like have more resources with. And it's so important
2: because like it does lead to how they'll behave in school, which leads to how they'll enjoy school, which leads to how they'll like, you know, grow through the education system and friend system. Like they need they they do need to know how you have to show up as a little person to be able to share and get friends and be nice and be liked and all that kind of stuff eventually i'm not saying it too but yeah i think the real thing is they they need to model our behavior yeah so i find it helpful if they are going through stuff like we 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 mock we act out really nice ways of being with each other in the hope that they kind of like you know
1: in, in On the, on that note of like modelling behaviour If you think about like the behaviour We would have seen from our parents They would have concealed They wouldn't have wanted to see us get upset about things yeah. They wouldn't want to see us angry so Then they don't see those emotions So they don't know how to model them yeah. Because no. we don't want them Like we don't want them to see us angry but Or make mistakes even So they're only seeing us be perfect in their eyes Because we're shielding them from the rest
2: No but you can model anger that has A consequence then You know mm-hmm. what I mean That you come and you apologise And you say you know, mommy and daddy were angry then because this happened and it's not okay for that to happen and we're sorry that, okay. but that can't happen. You know, so I do think like normal dialogue on it is is absolutely acceptable. I have lost my shit on occasion with them. You know, like just like as in, like obviously to the point of just kind of like, like just everyone stop. You know what I mean? That level. Um, and then you take a breath and you come to them and you're like, you know, OK, I am sorry. But we also still have to just keep moving. And it's always around when I'm impatient, when I'm late for something. Yeah. You know, and they're like creating delays. That's what it is. It's my thing.
1: And I, we were, myself and Barry were just saying the other day, like, God, on, on our holiday, like, which we were so stressed out about in, in the, the, um as we were coming up to it was like the best behaved he ever was because we weren't in a rush we weren't trying to slam. we were calm like you know we could do whatever suited us and
2: um, that goes hand in hand so of course if I'm stressed they're stressed because they think there's something happening in the future that should be stressed
1: yeah um, discipline is needed But uh, I'm unsure when to really start it She's 2.5 We give her a warning at 2.5 if, <laughs> if she repeats We sit her on her bum On the bottom step My boy is very defiant And reverse psychology Has become a tool of mine lately You need to set boundaries Children will thrive with boundaries Manners must say please and thanks After that I really don't care I do try to get him to say please and thank you um, Do you perceive that other toddlers Are better behaved than yours 62% yes
2: They're not You just don't see them
1: and they tend to be better behaved when they're, you know, they're not in their own environment, I suppose. So,
2: yeah, like when they, you'll probably see other toddlers when they're like doing something fun playing together. Exactly. But if you see that same toddler at home with a plate of broccoli in front of them. No.
1: Yeah. Like I feel like if you saw in the way he was in the car, you'd be like, I don't recognize him like that. But same. Yeah.
2: Like they all have their moments.
1: Okay, the good stuff. What has gotten easier now that you're in the toddler phase? For me, it's him being able to communicate, which makes the tyranny easier to adhere to. Um, Her understanding, nothing really. (laughs) They they move more. Going from one to two kids harder than zero to one by far. When they're funny, they're really, really fucking funny, which helps. They are so funny. Um, Sleep is more predictable. Them showing affection, seeing his personality come through, being able to explain and him pretty much understanding. They are so much fun. A little bit of independence for her. Like, I certainly know. Like, I can kind of let Caitlin walk out into the garden himself yeah. if, and just keep an eye from the window and, like, know that he'll, he's, like, getting confident that way. Um, understanding and being able to bargain and give them choices that they understand. Communication and then somewhat understanding the reason behind requests. Yeah, communication, communication. No nappies, not there yet. and um, They play by themselves. Hmm. I'm not, not quite. I mean, sometimes I go to play with Galen. He's like, "No, mommy, no, mommy, mommy, go over there. Mommy, cooked the dinner. Mommy, cooking mm-hmm. dinner." He said that to me, and then a minute so later, so he's a
2: misogynist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then a minute later, mommy play with Galen, and um, the chats and the bribery, learning to let some things go and not mold him into his older brother. It all gets easier once you stand your ground. And um, the chats, she's everyone's clown and little, and people love it. Mm. Uh, communication definitely helps to diffuse situations. More able to stop and use his words more independent play enjoying their company more like I enjoy Caitlin's company so much like we have chats we have conversations he's my little friend now um, when he's not
2: tyrannical when he's not
1: doing that one nap easier to work around that's definitely easier for me we're still doing a nap the
2: are chat... you going to be okay when the nap goes no
1: <laughs> no I won't and I think it might it's be it's like going. half your work day it's half my work day the chats and more people willing to babysit hearing love you mama like mm. oh. <laughs> do you still have any tissues left from earlier no
2: all used there is there is a little magic when they're so teeny tiny and they just snooze on your shoulder oh, there yeah. really is and it the toddler years s- can be really wearing babies needs are fewer but babies just keep you awake all night yeah but if sleep isn't a big thing for you then you're fine but like, every human needs sleep yeah but i didn't sleep for years and i like it didn't it didn't, didn't get critical so But I find the the constant mental fatigue of the toddler years of desperately trying to find out that they're safe, that they're not playing with something they shouldn't, that they're not about to fall off something, that they're not about to drink the toilet water, that they're not about to like they're just into everything. Yeah. And then when you try and deny them from their impending doom, they kick off like Mm -hmm. that's mentally wearing. That to me is more exhausting than not sleeping.
1: Yeah. I asked the question, do we, Do you feel we understand enough about the toddler
2: brain and where they're
1: at? 82%, I have no clue.
2: I want a whole course on this, is what I want, as opposed to just the baby care stuff.
1: And I think they exist, but it's hard to... I
2: need to sign up for one.
1: Yeah, so do I. Um, lastly, what have you learned about yourself as you parent, toddler or toddlers? I'm soft, too soft. Mm. <laughs> Staying at home is much harder than a nine to five office job. Fact. I am strong and resilient I have less patience than I thought. Sleep and nutrition is very important to survive the day Mm -hmm. with a toddler. I was so impatient. It's definitely something I'm I'm having to work on. I have more patience than I ever thought possible. I can behave just like a toddler sometimes. Mm, We can. I need headspace and fresh air and exercise are very important. Toddlers are savage. (laughs) (laughs) It's harder than I thought. Constant shifting, but they are so damn cute. I rely on wine a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm more patient than I thought. I also have toddler days. I need more patience. We are all learning both parents and kids. All they want is help and comfort when big emotions arise. That it's next to impossible to do without a break. It was so easy compared to the teenage years. Oh
2: my God, don't tell me that. I'm telling you, we don't know what's coming.
1: Deep breaths work for me and for him. I need self-care and learning reparenting to break generational cycles repeating.
2: That's a big thing. It's a huge thing. Stuff comes up for you that I you like wine, wine,
1: wine, wine. <laughs> wine is God. Oh, we need a wine night. Wine we need a stretch wine night. Um, I get too triggered but I always apologise and let the kids see me regulate my emotions. Well done you. It's a rollercoaster of emotion. Patience I never knew I had. Resilience. I'm very sensitive to noise. I think I am too. Mm. Um, easily triggered. I need a break. Self-care essential. That I'm not patient but I have come a long way. It's the most exhausting and rewarding role in the world. And we leave it there. It's a stretch.
2: Thank you for listening. You
0: can follow us on Stretch Marks podcast on Instagram so you can see what we'll be discussing next and get involved with the questions and the polls or share what you'd like us to talk about next. Don't forget to
1: subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and do share the love for Stretch Marks. It really helps us grow this community and it means the world to us as well.